0: Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix, today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us.
1: We live in a world where people are struggling, scraping, grinding, worrying, overindulging and overmedicating. In addition to that, they're underperforming, many lack motivation and direction, and average is suddenly acceptable. Are you ready to move out of survival mode and step into a life of limitless potential and possibility? Then it's time to subscribe to the Top 1% podcast hosted by Dr. Trevor Blotner. Each week, Dr. Blotner interviews experts in the fields of leadership, personal growth and human potential in order to gain their most powerful insights on how to get to the top and create a life of limitless achievement and contribution previous and upcoming guests include former vp of walt disney world lee Cockerell, world-renowned sports psychologist ben newman and dr jason selk human behavior and human potential expert dr john demartini Superstar social media influencer and creator of the number one motivation website in the world, Joel Brown. High performance coach, Jared Robbins. And top 100 podcast host of Humans 2.0, Mark Metry. Go ahead and subscribe to the Top 1% podcast so that you can reach your top 1%.
2: As always, ladies and gentlemen, it is a pleasure to be with you on the Secret to Success podcast which is my number one podcast. I still can't believe that all you crazy people come in in the hundreds of thousands and even millions and listen to a guy with a raspy voice that kind of know what he's talking about. So I do appreciate that. Do me a favor and continue to rate this five stars and drop some feedback, some comments, because I would love to hear from you, learn more about you, so I can keep pushing content for you. If you notice in Season 4, I've been doing a lot of interviews in Season 4 because I wanted to – not switch it up, I just wanted to highlight some really powerful people and people that are changing the game, and today I have a guy all the way from England, Texas, no, I'm joking, actually the United Kingdom, England, his name is Richard Lomax, Richard, why don't you introduce yourself?
3: Hi, Antonio, yeah, great to be on the call here, Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a a marketing guy, Uh, my background, I started marketing away, blimey, 30, 30 plus years ago with companies like BP Oil, Um, I work for H.J. Hines over here in the U.K., uh, worked with some sort of major ad agencies for quite a while. Um, I come from a family of self-employed people, and I think it's kind of in your blood. So uh, eventually I I kind of moved back from London up to the the countryside up in Norfolk, and uh, I worked for different ad agencies. But eventually that kind of, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, happily discontent, I I kind of started my own agency. And and fairly quickly I, I kind of recognized big brand advertising it's just not relevant it doesn't work for the for the huge majority of you know small medium-sized companies you know you haven't got huge budgets and what we've got to get is inquiries and we've got to get sales and uh You know, lots of people say, well, I just want to make sure people are aware of us and and then when they need us, they'll remember us. Well, I quickly learned that no, they won't. There's far too much bigger advertisers bombarding them. So, uh, yeah, I'm into direct response advertising. It was originally obviously offline with with direct mailings and that sort of thing, but now very much driven online using some of these fantastic advertising platforms the likes of sort of Google and Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and so on. So that's my background and my, my business is about helping small and medium-sized companies generate good quality leads and then actually converting them into hard cash in the bank.
2: Well, that... That's a mouthful. <laughs> so you definitely got the entrepreneurship in your blood. In fact, you were an entrepreneur before we were calling people entrepreneurs. So that's a pretty good thing, 31 years ago, and you've got it, you've got it going on. And before we get to the meat and, and potatoes, so to speak, of this interview, I know my audience wants to know this one real question. It's the most important question on planet Earth. Nothing trumps this question. How good are the pubs in England? for real
3: oh they're fantastic i don't spend (laughs) all my life in the pubs in england but uh yeah they're good i mean it's 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 just like america you know they're kind of like it's very trendy craft beers that are now becoming very popular people kind of think the beer in in england is is warm kind of thing and we're swathed in fog all the time but it's it's not like that you know it's uh yeah they're great places to go i live out in the country so i kind of have a preference for the oldie-worldie kind of inns and places like that. But, uh, yeah, if you've never been to England and you've never been to an English pub, you're missing out on something.
2: Yes, yes. Well, I'm on the, my first time in England be sometime later this year, and I'm going to visit quite a few English pubs, and I'm going to take a few of your recommendations. But thank you for answering that very pressing question for us, because we really wanted to know that. That is a real-life question that is high up on the political radar, right? <laughs> well, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But Richard, man, you are a rock star. I was just uh, researching you, even though you had me on your podcast, researching you about a couple of weeks ago. And, man, you, you, you've you got this thing that you recognize, business assassins, okay? And, and, and from what I understand, you have four business assassins or that will assassinate the success in your business. Can you explain that? Just give us a roundabout explanation, and we'll go deeper into it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Over the last sort of 20, 25 plus years that I've been running my own sort of marketing consultancy and agency, you know, I've worked with lots and lots of businesses, you know, hundreds of smaller businesses and some some fairly large businesses as well. And uh, you kind of, you, you get, I started to see, you see patterns, you know, success leaves clues is what Tony Robbins says. And that's absolutely Absolutely true about where people are not quite getting the the business that they would really like. So you know, I kind of thought about this, and I I, obviously I put together a guide. And I'm thinking, yeah, there's you know four. I can see four key reasons that are more more often than not are present when somebody has a business and it's not quite delivering what they hoped it would do in terms of of sales and, and profits. And I sort of, you know, backtrack that to the marketing and look at what's going on in the marketing and often the lack of marketing. And and you can see there is are certain sort of telltale signs that if you can address them, make a huge difference to what's going to happen in your business.
2: Wow, that's incredible. All right. So let's see. That's a mouthful there. And sounds like you're on some genius level talent here. Let's see if we can go deeper without even opening up just yet tell me exactly in your experience what percentage of small businesses are suffering from these four things that assassinate marketing and business success
3: yeah i would say antonio that it is at least at least 70% of businesses at least 7 out of 10 wow. businesses We'll we'll relate. As we talk about these assassins, uh, I'd be very confident that the the majority of your listeners will be thinking, yeah, that that one rings true for me kind of thing.
2: Wow, incredible. Okay, so let's just get right into it then. Tell us about the first assassin.
3: Well, I mean, the the first assassin really is is where – you know people recognize that, that that when they're running a business they they've got to get the production side or delivering a service they've got to have the you know the the human resources they've got to have the financing in place they've got to be able to make or sell their service and marketing is is there or thereabouts but more often than not it's kind of it's a net, almost like seen as a necessary evil and and so people kind of get an opportunity. Somebody will approach them and say, you know, I've got some really good advertising in this magazine, it's normally a $1,000, but you can get it for $200 today sort of thing. And, and we kind of jump at that opportunity, or, you know, we put a, finally put a post up on Facebook and we see, you know, Facebook say, well, you can boost this post for $20. So we think, oh, well, that's good, that, that won't cost me much, and it might get in front of the right people. So they, they boost a post. But the problem is, it's, it's just a one-off. It's kind of like a knee-jerk reaction, and you, you spend your money, and you haven't really thought out what exactly am I trying to achieve with this? Why would somebody take notice of it? Why would they read it? If they read it, how you know what, are, what do we want them to do? What what, are they, what action do we want them to take? So it's it's kind of knee-jerk, and it's it what it actually means is that you might have a little burst of activity on your marketing. You might actually find time for, you know, to get a little campaign underway. But then again, what happens is if we get some success and we get some inquiries coming in, maybe we've got to go and do some surveys, maybe we've got to put together a pricing proposal or just send some some costings to people, we then hopefully win some clients and then we're really busy actually delivering the service or making the products and the marketing goes out of the window and inevitably you kind of then have that roller coaster you know boom then bust of, of your of your income and you're thinking yeah this is great you know there's, there's new business coming in the doors we're all really busy and about a month or two later, you're thinking oh crikey where's the where's the next lead coming from because that little burst of activity is not part of a of a bigger system a bigger plan so first assassin is when your marketing is largely reactive and it's not really done to a plan.
2: Wow, that's that's good, so let's go deeper now because I think this is probably, uh, I'm not even sure how you're gonna be able to outdo yourself with the great thing that you just said just now. So let's say we can go deeper. Let's go back to the boosting, the Facebook post, you boost it for $20. Now, while that is a good thing because it's better than nothing, tell us why it's not the perfect strategy according to having success in your business.
3: Yeah, the, 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 it's better than nothing. Okay. Because you can boost it. You can target that post. If you're after homeowners, if you're after business owners, if you're after people that are interested in, in horse riding or in line dancing or whatever it might be, you can target that post to try and put it in front of the right people. But for that post to have an effect, you've got to first think of, okay, as with any advertising, we're talking about a Facebook post, but it's no different if it's an email campaign or a Google ad or anything. We've got to think to ourselves, okay, who am I I aiming this at? What problem have they got that I can solve? Okay, so when we talk to people, you know, whether it's in in advertising or in face-to-face, we talk to them about them, we get their attention. So we've got to talk about their problems so they think, ah, that's relevant to me. Yes, I've got that problem. We're then going to suggest what the answer might be, how we can help them. Uh, And we can talk a bit later about, you know, you don't just sell your services. You you sell them probably some advice, some guidance, some resources to help them make the right decision. Okay, we've drawn them into our our post, into our marketing message. We've now got to think about, okay, they're reading this message. We need to make some kind of offer. So what do they need to do to find out more? And it's not just pick up the phone, it's not just go to this website, because you know most people are not ready, they're still doing their research, they're looking for the, the, the next TV they're gonna buy, they're looking for the next holiday, and they'll take their time because they don't wanna make a mistake. So we make some kind of offer that will help them make the right decision. And if they're gonna do that and they're gonna take up your offer, they're going to click on your post, click on your ad or whatever it might be. We've then got to recognize they're going to come to a web page when we're talking online marketing here. What we mustn't do is send them straight to the home page of our website with all the navigation and all the distractions. So, you know, you carefully figure out this post is about this topic, this problem that I can solve for them. They have read it and said, yeah, that's relevant to me. They've clicked on that post. They've now come through to a specific web landing page a one-off page that's all about that topic and it's all about why they should take up your action download your little checklist or request a survey or whatever it might be so that's what I'm trying to say is you've got to think these things through step by step and then create your post does that make sense
2: yeah it makes plenty of sense and actually that sounds like your sales funneling going on here so once you break down even more the power of taking a customer from what you kind of describe as discovery period of discovering your brand all the way to closing and buying from you. Take us from yeah. point one when they just meet you all the way to point whatever until they buy from you. What happens in that process?
3: Yeah, 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 uh, right. So so what we're thinking about here is, as you say, that some people are, are just getting to know you. The majority, the big majority do not know us in business. So we've got to recognize, particularly when there's a, you know, a, a significant investment of time or of money or a commitment. If people are buying into a service, if they're going to get a uh, – you know a new uh, a new plumber to come and fix their house or it's a new uh, CPA or a lawyer whatever people are really careful about jumping in into bed with somebody they are going to have a relationship with so they're going to do their research there's there's multiple steps involved little questions that are in the back of their minds that they need answering before they're going to have the confidence to, to make contact with you. Because to start with, nowadays when, when we're all online, we have this kind of cloak of invisibility, which means that we can go onto websites, we can search for as much information, we can plunder the website for us, to help us, you know, give us more knowledge and education without any kind of obligation. So we've got to recognize in our marketing that it is multi-step. It's step by step. So that top of the funnel, if you like, the beginning of that sequence is where we make an offer of usually some advice, some guidance, some examples, could be some, some case studies, could be some interviews with people who've bought your product and the fantastic results they've had. It could be some little videos of your holiday location with some interviews of holiday, you know, people on on their vacation having a wonderful time, whatever it might be, it's a little Jay Abraham, the famous marketer, would talk about it as an ethical bribe to get people to engage with you and in many instances we're going to ask them to give us their name and an email address in return for this really valuable free resource that's going to help them, you know, get the right results for them. So once we've captured their contact details, and it might be – it doesn't have to be straight away. It might be that you run some little video ads on Facebook, for example, and, you know, they, they watch your video. It's because it's relevant to them. We don't know who they are, but Facebook puts them into a little, little group of prospects. Then we go back into their newsfeed, and this time we're going to offer our free checklist or our free blueprint or report or whatever, and this time we're advertising to people that we know have already watched some of our videos, so they're a warm audience, and then we ask for their name and their email address. What we can then do is continue that sort of dialogue now on a sort of a drip-by-drip drip basis. So I talk about sort of prospects putting their hand up and saying, yeah, that sounds really interesting. Now, I don't don't try and get on the phone with me. I don't want an appointment or anything like that, but that, that resource sounds really helpful. I want to get my hands on it. And they're almost stepping onto a really slow-moving conveyor belt. They don't even know it's moving, but it's gently bringing them towards you. And when the time is right for them, they step off that conveyor belt and into your arms, if you like, to find out more. So at different stages, we would send them an email, that might be, you know, all about the three most important questions they should ask before they invest their money. It might be some little case studies. It could be a little video tour of your factory or of your restaurant or whatever it might be. It, it, you know, there's lots and lots of different examples that you can just drip into people on a might be on a regular weekly or biweekly basis. And yes, sure enough, we're going to make offers to say, look, if you're, if you're stuck in this situation, if you've got this problem, then here's what I recommend you do. So in each of the messages, we want to actually have a sequence of messaging so that every time they hear from you, they get some value from it. So we're not selling ourselves. We, the, you know, you deliver more value. You give, give, give before you get. It will come back to you. So you have a very carefully sequenced sales funnel, as you call it, Antonio, which at the the right time is right for the prospect, they step forward and say, yep, I now need to talk to you. Tell me more about this.
2: Yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, basically, you're persuading people. You're teaching our customers, our audience and your future customers to have people knocking down your door to buy from you instead of chasing them, right? You're putting out the right baits. Brilliant, it's brilliant, which kind of perfectly leads me to the second question I want to ask you about the, these assassins. So basically, you say that the, well, tell us what is the second assassin? Uh, just for a second and i ask more questions in there.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. The, the second assassin this this kind of common theme that I see in lots of struggling businesses is that they, they think, okay, yeah, I know I got to get to grips with my marketing but they're just unsure of where to start. You know, we're all bombarded with so much information. Marketing, particularly, there's all these shiny objects and you know new platforms coming up on on uh, online or whatever. And it's kind of well, I could do this or I could try that or you know, there's a new bit of software that allows me to do instant messaging or maybe I should be on Pinterest or whatever it might be. And if we're not sure what is the best way to invest our time and our money, then inevitably, we kind of hesitate. We'd rather do nothing than actually make the wrong choice. So that kind of leads to procrastination. So when we're unsure where to start, um, you know, it, it, it's kind of a, an excuse that, well, I'll get round to the marketing later, and we, we, we get busy doing things that we're more comfortable with. So to, to, to really understand, okay, there's 101 things that I could do, but where are my priorities? you've got to come up with your own, you know, it's not too complicated, but your own marketing plan, if you like. You've got to put it down in writing, you know, and you've got to map out exactly what you're going to do first, and when it's going to happen, and who's responsible for it. But most importantly also, we've got to map out how are we going to judge the success of this little piece of marketing. You know, is it going to be based on the number of clicks or the number of people who, you know, visit your stand at the exhibition you're going to or, you know, how many people visit a web page or whatever it might be? But we've got to have some way of measuring the success of your ad because that's the only way that you start to learn, yeah, that worked really well. That particular group of prospects, it didn't work well when we advertised to them, so we're going to stop that. We've only invested you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 dollars, we're wasting a huge amount of money. So it's understanding that every little piece of marketing that you do is a, a test. And when it works, when it gets people responding to your advertising, then you can say, yeah, this is starting to do things, we can now invest a bit more budget, we can look for similar types of prospects, and we roll out the campaigns that are giving you returns because what actually happens then, Tony, is most people, you know, with the best will in the world, they've got, you know, so much. I've got 5000 or 50000 or $500,000 I can invest in my marketing this year. They go 12 months later and they've done 20 different bits of marketing or 150 bits of marketing, but they're not quite sure what worked and what didn't work. And rather than knowing and, and stopping things that are, are, you know, not producing a return – The next year, they think, well, I I think that exhibition worked, or I think that email campaign worked, or I think those ads on YouTube worked. We'd better do it just in case it did work, because we did get some new customers, but they're not quantifying where it's working, where it's not working. So think about how do we measure success at the beginning of your campaign, not as an afterthought, and and that will give you the confidence of exactly where you should start and where you continue.
2: So how important would you say tracking your data from your marketing scheme, so to speak, how important is tracking the data so you can put more information in the right places? On a scale of one to ten, how important is that?
3: Uh, It's an 11. It's got to be an 11 because, (laughs) you know, it's – You know, because otherwise you are back to that gut feeling and that's that you can't run a profitable, you can't build a profitable business just on gut feel because more times than not, you'll be wrong. So, and and the great thing is nowadays is that, you know, you don't have to be a technical wizard to be able to, to put tracking into your marketing campaign. So, you know, say you're using Google ads or you're using Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever, you know you if you can either follow some simple instructions and put the little piece of you know the tracking pixel on your on your various web pages or nowadays you know you can find some technical help you know uh somebody who's very familiar with that more technically minded if you go on to platforms like upwork and uh you know fiverr and those sort of things you can very quickly find other people who specialize in helping with what we call marketing automation and putting the tracking codes in place. So you haven't got to be a technical wizard. Most of the time, you can follow instructions and do it yourself, but if you're not confident to do it, then absolutely you can find some fairly low cost ways of putting in place this tracking because then you know, you really are starting to get in control of things.
2: That you know, I makes mean 100%. A lot of financial people, especially people that deal with money, say if you don't write down where your money is going, your money will flee from you. On so the same respect, right? If you don't write down where your data is going, then your customers will flee for you, right? And it just makes some good sense there. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's go to the third one, man. So what's the third assassin?
3: So third assassin really is we're saying we're kind of getting into it now. We've got a plan on our, our minds. We know what we're gonna do. We know what our priority is, what we're gonna test first, and it then comes down largely to what words you use in your messaging, okay? Now, they could be spoken words in terms of a little video that's gonna go onto YouTube, for example, or on Facebook, but most of the time, they're gonna be written words. So, you know, your success largely comes down to the words you use, and a lot of people that I work with to start with are thinking, oh, you know, but what do I say, how do I say it, and, uh, I, there, there, I can give you some guidelines here. If you're going to write some, it, whatever we think of a message, it's, it's advertising, okay? So, as I mentioned earlier, we need to start off, for example, in, with a very clear idea. If it's a, a web page or an email or whatever, what do we want the readers to do next when they read this message? So, if we got that very clearly in our focus, then that absolutely helps. Another really good critical way of helping you get the words right is to eavesdrop on the conversation that's already going on in the minds of those prospects. So what are they saying around the breakfast table? What are they saying around the boardroom table? Or what are they saying, you know, when they're talking to their colleagues? Because if we can understand the sort of language that they're using, the kind of issues and problems they have, that's exactly what we need to be talking about in the advertising. So that's another key part of your advertising message. When we say, okay, if you've got this problem, I can help you, here's the solution, here's the best way you can have a holiday of a lifetime, people naturally also going to think, well, yeah, but everybody says that, how can I trust you? So another key element of your messaging is, okay, you've got to get together your proof elements. So, have you got any testimonials? Have you got some case studies? Have you got some actual, you know, verified results or increases in efficiency or added sales revenue or whatever it might be? We've got to put proof behind our claims. Uh, and finally, another thing really is that if you know that typically your prospects will say, well, you know, I haven't got the money to do that, or it's too complicated, or the timing is not quite right. Then you know what the typical objections are that you or your salespeople have. Don't ignore them. Actually, counter those objections up front in your in your messaging. So it may not be all of this content in one ad. It might be you know that they get that when they come to the to the uh, the landing page or they receive some of this information in your email follow up sequence. But the big problem here is the, the assassin is I don't know what words to use. And and that's where, you know, you need to so – sometimes you can get guidance and help in how to come up with subject lines or headlines and how to structure your messaging. But hopefully those four guidelines will help you think about what you need to say.
2: Yeah, no, and I'm glad you brought up not knowing which words to use because that's what most people – that's what stops most people. They don't know what to say in the email or – or what to say in the post so what would you say to those people who are listening to you because you're, you're absolutely dominating this this phone call and the content they're in what would you say to these people that are saying richard i love exactly what you're saying but how do i get started and what do i say
3: yeah a, a critical question antonio so what i would say is you've got to talk to your prospects all about them okay so, write down if I was one of these pros one of my own prospects and I was looking for my kind of product or my kind of service or my kind of experience that you provide what what doubts have they got? What questions do they have what What sort of reservations what are they not quite sure about so in your in your in your messaging you 've got to call out to them so you know don 't buy any new pick up truck until you've read this important information. You've got to call out to your right people. So, uh, you know, looking for a new CPA, question mark, you know, is you, you, you address the right people. So at any one moment in time, there's a kind of a passing parade of people that are looking for your kind of product or service right now, that they weren't looking for it last month and they won't be looking for it next month. But right now, you know, that you've got to call out and, and write your messaging, your ads, just for those people that are actually looking right now forget about everybody else we can't persuade people that they need to go on holiday or they need a new tv or whatever so write just for the ones that are in that kind of looking zone and and that's how you're going to have maximum chance of talk to them about them put yourself in their shoes that's how you grab their attention but it also draws them into your messaging because they're thinking yeah this is relevant this 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 person's been looking over my shoulder, or they've been listening to me. You know what's been going on in my mind at three o'clock in the morning when I can't get back to sleep, sort of thing. So that that's a a, a key guideline on how to write this messaging.
2: Yeah, it's a fantastic answer too. Fantastic answer. So you you I like when you said it's a passing parade of people. I love that. I love that. The economic world calls them markets. It's you know the passing <laughs> yeah. right. I love yeah. that. That's fantastic. Well, what's the fourth what's the fourth assassin?
3: Yeah, so this fourth assassin really is is again there's like a progression you can see here it, because it's once you make a start on your marketing, it's really very easy to actually get distracted. You know, there's so much usually mm-hmm. going on in small businesses. Often it, you know, if if you in most smaller businesses, the person at the top is not just only responsible for the marketing, but for running the whole business, the finance, getting paid, producing the product, the service, whatever it might be. So you've got to recognise that profitable marketing is kind of a systematic, step by step process. So it's kind of what we've got to do is make sure that prospects and our clients as well are not given the opportunity to forget about us. So what I'm saying here is, again, it's about helping marketing get up the agenda. There's so many demands on your time. How do we make sure that the marketing doesn't come off, you know, second best, third best, fourth best, a month has gone by. Oh, crikey, I haven't done any marketing for a month. So the answer comes down really down to prioritization and and sort of and self discipline. And that sounds easy to say. It doesn't help people solve. Okay, how do I make it a priority? <laughs> how do I have the self discipline to, to make this actually happen? So, what I think it comes down to, and it may sound a little bit sort of uh, removed from the problem, the problem is that you get easily distracted. What's going to keep your focus on your marketing? And the answer really is what do you want your business to deliver for you personally? You know, you are the boss, not not your business. You know, you are the boss. So we've got to tell the business, what do we want from it? So what does that mean in terms of our sales and the number of new clients and our gross profits and our net profits? But also, okay, what does that allow me to do personally in my own life? So this, I'm really talking about goal setting and personal goal setting that follows on from business goal setting Yeah, what do I want to do with my family or my church or my charities or whatever I might want in life? You've got to have that fairly, you know, very clearly in your mind, because at the end of the day, that's what's going to motivate you. Once you recognize, yeah, that's the goal, that's the difference I want to make in other people's lives or the difference I want to make in my family's life or whatever, you've now got a reason why. Okay, that's not the complete answer. My next recommendation is, okay, I, I sit with myself on probably four days a week. I have a marketing board meeting with myself. And that is an appointment in my diary. And incidentally, it's always at the beginning of the day, not at the end of the day. Because at the end of the day, you know, so many things can happen. You run out of time. So I'll have a, 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 a between a one and a two-hour slot four days a week in the morning, which is a meeting with myself. And if any clients contact me or, you know, when I say, you know, when can I fit a meeting in with somebody, these marketing board meetings are already blocked out. And I've never, ever had a situation where a prospect or anybody has been upset because i said, I'm really sorry, I can't make the meeting at that time, I'm already booked out. They don't know that I'm doing my marketing, that doesn't really matter. But you've got to have that discipline of blanking out time in your diary and and don't do it week by week you know do it 3 months at a time blank out that time and then you know you've got no excuses if then you find yourself doing client work or being distracted then you know you need a slap because that that's not that's not good business and everybody else mm-hmm. in your business if you've got other employees they need to know that unless the place is burning down you are not to be disturbed Okay. If you are if you're a, a small, very small business, you know one of the best investments I made many years ago was in a a message handling business. You know, just divert your phone to a message taking business. I'm sorry, you know, Richard is is in a meeting right now. He'll get back to you when he's free. Give yourself that discipline, and then you've got a chance of of keeping the focus, keeping the motivation, and then you get the results.
2: Incredible,
3: man. <laughs> It's I don't simple don't even know stuff when you some. talk about it, but it's just, <laughs> yeah. you know, step by step, you know, changing changing the way you, you run things will change your your opportunity to do your marketing. And, uh, yeah, get it right, and it's going to make, make your life very different.
2: And, you know, what? it really makes a ton of sense when you break it down that way. I mean, you had it in a nice, successive order that also made sense these four assassins, they just totally make sense. So I guess my final question to you would be, well, what's the next step? How do we, how do we kick these four assassins out of our business?
3: Well, I I guess uh, one of the key points here is, is in a way it's making yourself accountable to somebody outside of your business. So, you know, my role is, I, I don't, what we call in England, we, I don't want nagging, right? So I don't want to nag you that you haven't done this, you've got to get get on with it. But, you know, we all work to deadlines. And, and with a lot of my clients, when they know that we're going to have a, either a one-on-one call or a group call at a specific time of the week, then surprise, surprise, the, the you know, the hour before or the day before, they get really busy on their marketing and they do what they promised they were going to do that week. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's human nature, isn't it? You've got to... You know, make yourself accountable to somebody that's gonna gonna you know hold your feet to the fire and and make sure that you do what you say you're gonna do um that that would definitely be a key thing the The other thing as well is is you know it's to seek help it is really this idea and you might expect me to say this, but find yourself from a marketing perspective, find yourself a marketing coach or you know, call them consultant, whatever you want to call them, but somebody that, that, that can demonstrate the results that they've delivered for other people, first of all, so be careful, make sure they've delivered results for other people, and that can help you, can, can, can guide you. You know, anybody that's successful in any aspect of life, whether that's in the arts, whether it's in music, whether it's in sport, whether it's in business, it doesn't matter, nobody gets to the top just on pure talent alone, you know, <laughs> even if the finest yeah. pianist in the world still has, still takes lessons, still has guidance that the top performing sports people in the world, you know, Roger Federer still has a coach, you know, if you, 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 you're kidding yourself or you're, you're making the job much more difficult if you don't tap into other people that have been where you want to, to get to. And uh, yeah, the, the right people will, will understand you, and, and provide the guidance that you need and and, uh, and keep you accountable.
2: Amazing, Richard. Well, you know what? I, I think you've done such a good job. Let's do something different. I, I believe people need to book you so you can talk about this or something like this on their networks, podcasts, radio stations, churches, or whatever that may be. So tell us, how can we book you? And I'll also put it in show notes as well. But tell us, how can we book you so we can hear more of this or you go into more detail?
3: Yeah, the simplest thing really I would say is is just to drop me an email and uh I mean I've, I've got websites I can send you to but if you want to just drop me an email and explain you know where you think you might need some help or if you want to talk to me in more detail then drop me an email and the the best one to go to is richard at and then it's slipstream s l i p s T R E A M Slipstream, then a dash, not an underscore, a dash, marketing M A R K E T I N G dot com. So it's Richard at Slipstream dash marketing dot com. Send me an email. You can go to that that web address www dot slipstream dash marketing dot com. There's some free resources there. Find out about some of the programs. But in the first instance. Drop me an email and I'll see, see how I can help you
2: amazing, man. Well, I have all of this, all of Rich's information is in the show notes from his social media contacts, to everything he just said, to how to book him, and it's just been an amazing pleasure listening to you rock this podcast, man. You, you, you're definitely a marketer. You definitely sound like you got 30-something years on you. You say, you don't get this smart <laughs> yeah, yeah, by reading a so. book, right? you got to actually be in the field and get this smart. So we definitely appreciate you here on the Secret to Success podcast, and you definitely gave them the Secrets of success when it comes to business and getting rid of those assassins that dominate their businesses, so let me tell you once you give us final words from you, it could be motivational, transformational, or just an additional uh, educational final words from you, and then we're out of here
3: yeah my my advice, my guidance is is get started okay no no marketing is perfect, but get started. think about every little piece of marketing you do as a test and And do one bit at a time, as I said earlier, just work out how we 're going to judge the success or otherwise of this you know don't don 't be fooled to thinking oh yeah the the guy said we 've got to run the ads for three months to see whether they work or not that's that's b s you know if they 're going to work they 're going to work within the first week okay so so little tests step by step, stop what doesn 't work if you 're not sure about it, it didn 't work, and then try something else and Yeah, you might expect me to say that, but get some help, and uh, that that will save you a lot of time and a lot of trouble. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. The
2: the great Richard Lomax from England, not Texas, but actually UK over there. I don't even think there is an England, Texas. I'm just making stuff up. (laughs) But anyway, anyway, I'm from Texas, right? I'm in Texas doing this here. So from Texas to the UK, we're there. Richard knows this because I told him before, but I will be retiring in England. I'm going to buy me a few houses out there, but I want to go out to the country to Corby, England, and have my own little lake acres of land out there that I can just relax in. And, and I'm going to bring you over for some beer, man. I'll bring you over.
3: Yeah, some beer. I'll take you around. You come over, Antonio, and I'm going to sort out a pub tour for you. Okay, we'll go oh, to some of the best man. best in the country.
2: Oh, you're talking so well, Richie. You're talking so well. I sure appreciate you. We'll definitely do that, man. But thank you for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Secrets of Success podcast. You know Richard Lomax. The only thing I ask you to do is follow him in the show notes, follow his social media, and, of course, as usual, buy from him as in full price from our podcast to yours. We thank you very much. Antonio T. Smith, Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate.
4: I want to talk to you about your goals and your dreams. What are you waiting for? You waiting for someone to dress you in success? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Life was meant to be about laughter, joy, and abundance. There's no shortage of money. And success is your moral obligation. But you're still in a thinking mode. Haven't quite worked your way to saying yes. It's time for you to work, grind. Your business needs you to move from a walk to a run. You have been praying for this opportunity. You've been waiting for owners who will look out for your best interest and send most of the money back into the field. What well, ATS is that company? This is what you have been praying for. So now it's on you. Will you care enough about your business to actually take all the freshman level classes? Will you care enough about your business to move towards the sophomore classes and beyond? Over here, we're giving away all the information that takes you to get the six and seven figures and beyond. Over here, we're not until 97% of our company is actually making money. We're not looking to get rich, we're looking to make you rich, and by default, we'll share an experience of that success with you you will learn how to do all social media ads. Here, you will learn how to get on a sales call and convert energy into income. Here, you will learn how to code your own app for your business, set up your social media pages, and learn how to build million-dollar sales funnels. And we will give all that information to every single person who wants it. If you want to quadruple your retirement, this is the place. If you want to bring a customer into the company and have the company do most of the work for you to keep them paying you every single month, this is the place is the place. If you want to benefit from the company's success, this is the place. If you want a company to email your customers money-making tips every single day that keeps them loyal to your downline, this is the place. You and I both know the world and how we used to make money, it has changed. You and I both know that all the tactics that you used to use to produce good results, they don't work the way they once did. How many people do you know that have not adjusted to this information age and now they are out of business? Ask yourself, how much more time do you have to waste and be out of business? Here's my advice to you. Stop passing up on opportunities because you're afraid to take another loss. Fear is the enemy of wealth and comfort is the repellent of millions. Will you answer the call or Will you just get excited and be like, wow, this is a great video and do nothing. The choice is yours. Let us celebrate your retirement. Let us celebrate your millions. Let us celebrate you and break you through the glass. This is ATS and this is your moment.
5: i t e r zip recruiter.com slash b to b and i promise you you will be grateful that you did so again that zip recruiter.com slash b to b it's also in the show notes